Yeah, good times. Just, I mean, are you counting in the days, weeks, or months now, Stephen? Lockdown. Uh, months. Yeah. Month four is it now? There was a great, <laughs> there was a great video I saw, and I'm pretty sure it was a legit video stuff up by someone at the ABC um, newsreader. I think it was Melbourne. You know, Melbourne's lockdown has been extended till till 2070. <laughs> and and what she meant to say was Melbourne's lockdown has been extended until we reach seventy percent wow. vaccination. What a what a massive stuff up. Oh, Twenty seventy. Did you see the video of Gladys that Gladys, was around, the that, edited video? It's yeah. one of the most viral videos in a while. Yeah, about how we're in lockdown forever and police on every corner. Just and every someone's got too word. much time on their hands, obviously in lockdown. <laughs> well, so, I mean, what else are you going to do? I suppose exactly. She's wow. asking for it. Wow. Let no, people out a bit. It was sent to me by like eight people sent me that video. Yeah, well, so I got it early this morning and I thought, I'll forward this to Amanda. And then I thought, ah, oh, you know, she doesn't like watching silly videos. Anyway, two hours later, you have you seen this? This is hilarious. I'm like, ah, oh, I could have got a yeah. heady on that one. Yeah, Joe showed it to me too. But I saw it yesterday, I think, for the first time. And Joe showed it to me last night. So no, I've seen it three times already. Oh, man. It's uh... try to keep up, I said to her. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I you thought it. Dare. You exactly. You you pretend. Yeah. You pretend like you're a big macho man who you know carries his weight around the house. But in the end, like yeah. the rest of us, you're under the thumb. Weight weights being the operative word, mate. Weight carry my weight around. Yeah, God, it's depressing. <laughs> yeah, I had someone say to me, "Hey, I've lost weight. You've lost weight." And I went, "It's been a long time since you've seen me." Then because um, yeah, I've actually. Well. Put some on, but thank you for noticing yeah. that I've st- I'm still down. Like I that. Try what, what was that chocolate you said? The twit, the twist, the twirl, the twirl breakaway. Yeah, not bad. Not I, bad. I expected dead set fireworks the way you were talking about it. It was it was all right. It was it was good. Not the best I've ever had, but not bad. I'm I not tried sure it on your on. recommendation. I thought I'm oh, not sure we can go on. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's it's I I I prefer if it's a twirl. I prefer just the pure chocolate twirl. If it's the wafer, I'll get a Kit Kat. Yeah, you but know, the like, Kit Kat's too compressed. It's all, it's all in there. You want it, You want that? You want that? That? That openness. It was more world. subtle. I think subtlety you want today eh, with the wafer, the subtlety of it. You know, yeah. like a, a, a Kit Kat. When you, when you, if you broke it in your mouth, it, it would have a chunk. It would have a, a, yes. a sound to it. Have a break. Have a Kit Kat. That's yeah, what. Yeah. Where, whereas that. a twelve, you know, you could break that with with half a finger. Like it's it's just yeah, so well. nimble. Do you know what I mean? I'll give, it, I'll give it another go then. I didn't mind. I they didn't hate it. I, I, I ate it. Not a problem. But... Can we do a podcast? No, let's not do a podcast just about chocolates. Can you imagine? The two of us have become 200 kilos. We'd, we'd both, yeah. I reckon we could both speak from experience there. Yeah, two fat blokes eating Cadbury. Yeah. There's our sponsor. <laughs> Boom, straight away we've got a sponsor. Well, I mean, that would be the challenge, right? If Cadbury came to us and said, listen, we've got here's a check. We want a podcast about our chocolates. Where do I sign? Like, I, well, do I know, sign? Here's the problem. I'd be like, yeah. okay, so here's my problem. Stephen will probably eat them all. I will, I will happily eat dairy milk. Ah, uh, because yeah, that's right. You're a super breakaways. Super yeah, righto. So that's it. Like, I'm not having another hazelnut. Oh, caramello. I'll have caramello as well. No, but you've got to try things, mate. No, like, that's I what don't. I love about our I'm movie podcast. 40-something years old. I don't need to try anything new. No, you don't. That's what I love about our the best movies you've never seen. Subscribe if you haven't heard about these guys. That's what I love about their podcast is you seeing these movies. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's if watching a movie, yeah. it, if it's if it's rubbish, I can just go, well, that was an hour of my life gone. But if I taste something I don't like, that's that could oh. haunt me for years. I'm a super taster, Stephen. You know super this. Taster. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. That's yeah. like laughing at someone for their disability. You got, you got t- <laughs> Yeah, okay, mate. All right. 
I mean, yeah, I know that's yeah. an inappropriate thing taste to say buds. during the Paralympics, but Your taste buds. Yeah, it's essentially a disability. You reckon? Well, isn't it, it, it being a super taster means you over? Is it means you taste it too much? Yeah, things are, like uh, are hyper. Oh, my taste buds are hypersensitive, so so you need simple beer, food to sort right. of dumb it down. Is that right? Yeah. I that, always that, used I... to say yes. I always used to say I have an immature palate. No, that's but you've got a super palate because it's too much. Yeah, you got to keep it simple. Keep it simple, or otherwise you're overwhelmed. Is that that's right? That's right, and my my body does not like being overwhelmed. <laughs> Well, you're a Jubero is what I'm <laughs> Well, um, I always love these moments in the show because I think to myself, imagine this is the first time you've listened. <laughs> what is this, a tech? Is this a tech podcast? Imagine you, imagine, you heard, imagine you heard the best movies you've never seen. You thought, these blokes bounce off each other well. And you see the recommendations. Oh, they've got a tech show. I like technology. And you listen to this and you go, what the hell is this rubbish about chocolate? Yeah. But then again, that's the fun of it, right? I was, I was on with Hadley today um, talking about the, the, the 2GB app because they've had some complaints, so I thought I'd come in and try. Yeah, because you've got the sign-on, the single sign-on now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I just had to um, you know, understand that for people. He introduced me, he goes, yeah, Trevor's in charge of all of this. And I'm like, I'm not in charge of it, but whatever. Anyway, we spend like... We spend like two minutes talking about that. And from then on, it just goes into talking about me at SBS working on the Penske file and <laughs> how I got away with doing nothing for seven years. It was pretty much like the reverse of this podcast, just talking about just rubbish. And when I should have been talking about something very important well, at the go. time. But go. anyway, all right, well, let's, um, let's do what we're here for, which is this. Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au. Episode 502. Thanks to the great people at Netgear and Arlo for home networking solutions. Netgear's got you covered for your home security needs. Arlo has some of the best wireless security cameras on the market that work with every single smart security, smart system you can get. We'll tell you more about them very, very shortly. Stephen, we have talked a lot about COVID um, over the past 18 months, uh, primarily in the private show, but, you know, we can't avoid it really in, in general terms. And I think this is probably going to be a bigger story for us over the coming months with uh, definitely events and travel and stuff. But yeah. just locally, um, you know, you've got this this movement towards, you know, what, what you can and can't do if you're vaccinated and all that kind of stuff. And I thought it was fascinating today that Telstra, having only a few weeks ago announced that they were giving essentially cash bonuses to their staff to, to be vaccinated. And I heard Andy Penn today talk about how I think 5,500 staff had uh, accepted that, that bonus. Really? Um, cash bonus to be vaccinated? I, I think it's some form of bonus in, yeah. in some sense. Pretty it might good. not be cash in hand. I paid be. myself a bit of cash to get vaccinated. I work for myself. I gave myself a bonus. Yeah, I, I gave myself a bonus too. Just a I bonus. Give myself bonuses the all the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about bonuses. I had the tax department. Oh, Okay. So my accountant said, how are you going to pay that? I went, in over a very long period of time. I mean, wow. I, don't, I don't know how you're thinking I'm going to pay off an, an audit. I thought you're doing very well, mate. Yeah, but I, I'm not coming up with that kind of cash. But anyway, wow. Wow. let's move on. Um, so today, from today, if you're a Telstra customer and you'd be getting this in the top corner of your iPhone or on your, on your mobile device, it says Telstra Let's Vax with a hashtag Let's Vax, double X. Yep. Um, instead of just the little Telstra logo in the in the corner, uh, or if you're you know if you your, your carrier signal, it actually says Telstra Let's Vax, and it's a an awareness thing. So it's their way of you know putting that forward, putting it front of mind because it is really a, a very prominent space for advertising, really, isn't it? Yeah. 
and they're launching bonus points. So using the Telstra Plus rewards plus rewards systems, um, fully vaccinated members are receiving two and a half thousand points. Um, but also they can uh, claim that their points will go claim that and their points will go into the draw to win uh, a share in a hundred million total points, wow. which uh, along with three and a half thousand dollar credit to cover the cost of their Telstra services for a year. So that's pretty good. I think it's brilliant. Didn't it used to say stay home? Hashtag last stay year, home. Last year yeah. it was saying stay home. And then um, and that was up until this year too, did they? They kept it for uh, some I don't know of the when they turned that off. And yeah. then uh, now it says get vax. I'm on my Galaxy Z Flip here, and it doesn't. I can't find that anywhere on my flip. Oh really? Yeah. Well, iPhone on... users, I think, get it in the top left hand corner. I I can't see it on my on my Samsung. I think. Does that, um, mean, does that mean they miss out or what? Yeah, I don't think. Actually, I'm swiping down, going. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think the network carrier information appears at all. Is it network carrier information? No, you know what? On the lock screen. So when yeah. you're on a lock screen, I just opened my phone and then I kind of locked it again. Yeah. And on the top corner, not the. You've got to see the wallpaper. Um. So what did I do? I yeah, I'm seeing it. All it says is Telstra. Oh right, okay. Because mine, yeah, mine says boot, so I don't know. But it should yeah. scroll. But anyway, mine's not scrolling. Mate, iPhones are 40, 50 percent of the population anyway. Is that right? But the other part is they, and they've they've been doing a bit of this with Mark Humphreys, the the comedic actor. Um, they they released another um, little YouTube video. I thought it's a very good one too because he's basically just saying to anti vaxxers stop it, you're being idiots. Yep. Um, there's no five. He talks about five G, and they have Mike Wood, <laughs> the, the Telstra network engineer, in a, in a lab coat, talking about how you know that's the five G tower, and you know it's just. It's actually a very well-made well, little the, piece of Taking the piss out of themselves a little bit. Yeah, it? taking the mickey out of themselves and yeah. a little bit more so the anti-vaxxers of the world yeah. who are claiming that there's 5G in the vaccine. So Yeah, Joe oh, got her good. first shot yesterday. Mate, that's huge. Yeah, and uh, all well my done. kids have had their first as well. Nick, so can I ask what, what pushed Joe over the line? Uh, well, she needed to have it to, to work, to keep oh, going. Oh, because teachers, She's yes. Teacher. Yeah, she has to have it and has to... Uh, I, I talked I, I talked my dad through getting his passport to on his phone. Yeah, I, I, right. I got him registered on Medicare and that for him. So Excellent. it's on his phone now. And my mum too. Yeah. Very good. Well, I mean, that's <clears> – <throat> look, some people would argue, you know, Telstra shouldn't get involved in these things. And even Andy Penn um, spoke today. Um, and this is also fascinating. Um, Andy Penn wrote an open letter um, about the borders, um, you know, basically about politicians and, you know, having to essentially – you know, we need a united front. We need uh, all Australian governments to be doing the same thing. We need them all to be united yeah. together. Um, you know, like it, it was a really interesting kind of position because, you know, Andy Penn doesn't normally get involved in politics, but yeah. he talked about how, you know, and he says in the letter, I'll read it a little bit here. I'm seeing a loss of hope with my friends and my family and the team here at Telstra, a loss of optimism, an erosion of confidence. And I, I think that very well sums up the feeling that, that, that is I- existing in, in the community. Yeah. Um, well, I think you, th- you think about, like, it's, it's all you hear about now, vaccinations. Yeah. And we're up there. The New South Wales is doing a really good job in getting, I think, what are we up to now? 70% of people have had at least first, one vaccine. Dose, yeah, yeah. 35% double dose. That's, that's pretty fast. We're going to, we're going to, uh, we're moving up pretty quickly there. But, I think you, you then hear stories about how, uh, you know, staff at airlines and schools and everyone has to be vaccinated to continue to work. And then you hear these stories from other people who they, they feel like they're being held like a gun to their head. Do they have to be vaccinated? It's a it's a tough conversation to have for some people at the moment. Yeah. I think, but, what's the alternative? 
I think it's fascinating, though, to read, and I do encourage you to have a look. If you just follow Andy on Twitter, you'll find the link to, to his exchange blog. But like, it's a well-reasoned piece. It's, it's quite a long piece, but he talks about, you know, needing to focus on the problems, to move the focus from the problems to the solutions. Um, we need to have the courage to work out what's preventing us from opening up. Um, he says we need to unite as leaders. That's why a national yeah. plan is so important. Well, that's the big thing, though. Speaking of the leaders, that's the big, big sticking point. Oh, is that it'll it'll become a situation where by the end of the year we'll be able to go overseas but can't go to Queensland. Yeah. That's how we're we're tracking. I reckon, that, mate. That that is absolutely yeah. likely to happen. Yeah. Um, so you you and I will be flying off to Vegas, but we can't go to the Gold Coast. And look, uh, uh, we can talk more about this in the private. But the the fascinating thing for me is that that what's going to happen, and I'm happy to foreshadow here. I'm happy to be wrong as well. I'm not happy to be wrong, but uh, you know, I'm often proven wrong, but I think that what we're going to see here is we're going to see um, Victoria and New South Wales um, get to a point where we are living with it and yeah. we do move to a point where we open the borders and all that stuff. Yeah. And the Queensland and Western Australia will be in a, in a real punish because their leaders will struggle to open up and they're going to have to. I mean, they're going to exactly. be forced to. And well, at that point, they'll have lost the confidence of their voters. The push the push in, well, Western Australia, there's no cases in, in Queensland, no cases. So the urgency to get a vaccination isn't there. Oh, as I've said we're many seeing, times, this is the outbreak the we needed the, to have. This yeah, is, no, well, it, it, it kind of, we're seeing like well, more than a thousand a day. Yeah. And, Gladys is saying every day we'll get vaccinated. That's our only. That's a, that's yep. the way out. Vaccination. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's um. So like, no, you, you're right. If this had, if this Delta outbreak hadn't have happened, there would have been still some apathy among the population. We wouldn't have right. gone to have that sort of impetus to go get vaccinated. Yeah. Anyway, um. So look, I I I commend Andy Penn and Telstra for what they're doing to raise awareness. Um. You know, yeah. in a in a fun, lighthearted way through the video, in a very serious and and pointed way through um through Andy's open letter, um, but we all need to do something and we all need to get it sorted. Now, just while we're talking mobiles, though, this kind of flew under the radar a bit this week, but Vodafone um, launched um, uh, their, the first maximum speed unlimited mobile data plan. Now, I'm not sure that's entirely true because... There is a little catch here. There's a slight catch, don't you think? Well, uh, let's just let's just deal with the the, the headline first. Is yes. it really the first maximum speed unlimited plan? Telstra did have that one hundred ninety nine dollar plan that you know, lots of people loved because that was just do your best, everything, knock yourself out. Really? I think so was. that was already there. That that doesn't exist anymore. But a couple of years ah. ago, it, it existed. And so, it wasn't speed limited. Nothing. No. It was just do your best. Yeah. Okay. So because what what Vodafone's saying here is that data. Full speed, much as much as you want on your mobile. So yeah. the minute you tether your phone, you can only tether thirty gig before you're speed limited. I think that's fair. Yeah, well, I wrote in my piece. I said, look, there is a slight catch when you think about it. Before this, you would have had to buy. Say you've got a laptop and you you need data everywhere. Unless your plan's got like a hundred gig of data. Mm. You need to buy a second SIM for your tablet. I don't think yeah. many people would. In no. this case, you've got no dramas with your phone, but 30 gig a month on top of that for your data, for mobile data, for your to tether, that's pretty good too. So I think saves you having to buy a second ta- a second SIM. But by the way, after the 30 gig, it's two megabits. Two so megabits still exist. Second. You can still yeah. do your emails and stuff. And, but- and they did specify too, this is even 5G as well. So if you're a 5G in a 5G area, 
go do your best. It's 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 everything, all the data on your mobile though. If the second you tether your phone to your laptop, then there's a there's a thirty meg thirty gig pool of data that's that starts to be used up. I feel like, and you know, that's there's an interesting point there because you know Vodafone and five G, you know, it's not really that big a deal right now, is it really? But it's them indicating that this is the kind of thing that they're going to have and they're going to get. And yeah. Didn't um, they kick off their five G home services as well today. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they've had they've had a, they're, they're really starting to push that. So they must have gotten to a point where they they've got enough that they can talk about it in that way. I don't know where I, yeah. I don't know where I saw it, but it was a brilliant, brilliant comment. It might have been in the man cave, it might have been on Twitter. Someone said, um, "I've got Vodafone five G at my place," and someone they were surprised, and someone replied, "said Quick, send a screenshot to Stephen Fennick. <laughs> Must have been the man cave. Because <laughs> you're not on Twitter at the moment, are you? So you couldn't have seen that on Twitter. No, no. I think it was, it was a week. Cave. It was a week ago, but yeah, oh, it was right probably in the man cave. Yeah, but, I, um, I do get a lot of those messages. People, smart asses, sending me five G pictures because I don't have it at my place here. <laughs> That's okay. You, they all live out in the country. I live near the beach. It's not too bad. Yeah, not just, a bad trade off. Just you, the beach, and Long Bay Jail. No, it's a sweet area, <laughs> <laughs> and all those golf courses which I can't play on. Yeah, oh well, that's too soon, mate. Come on, let's yeah. not. Let's not go there. Yeah. Um, so, look, I, I think the – so we're talking $85 a month for Vodafone's plan. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not an awful number when you think about what it is. But Does that uh, still come with $5 a day roaming if you go overseas? You know what? It doesn't even mention <laughs> in the thing. And I wonder – it's an interesting point. Given that they've – the merger with TPG and all that stuff, like yeah. when, when we do open up, does Vodafone $5 a day roaming still exist? Well, you know what? Let's be honest, when you and I were on, I was on Vodafone until the iPhone 12 came out, then we yeah. both switched to Telstra. Oh, the reason we were on Vodafone is because we used to travel a lot. Spot on. And that was a handy thing to have. So once we get out there it's again. It's still on their website. Telstra, Telstra has listed. Yeah, Telstra has $10 a day, haven't they? 10 bucks a day? Yeah, but it's not roaming. It's not as open. It's not as, you know, you know, knock yourself out, do your best, use your plan. It's got a yeah, data like a gigabyte of data a day or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's still. I just looked. It's still on the Vodafone website. Okay, right. Because uh, my remember how did you? I signed up to that Telstra um, plan. Remember they had the the super duper plan yeah, that like, was on special for twelve months. Yeah. So in October that that's about to come come out. Uh, I'll, I'll get charged full freight. I think by then I got to I got to change my plan. You got to remember to go back. Yeah. We did that while we we're in uh, in in. I know. Store. Yeah. During uh, in uh, during our Telstra show, <laughs> yeah. live we did a switch. Yeah. Yes, we we did. Speed before test the end of the show, we actually it worked. Uh, I got the confirmation; it was all done. All right. Well, let us know where you're at with data and what you're thinking with telcos at the moment. Uh, well done to Telstra for their stance on all this and uh, and trying to you know push the push the conversation forward. And um, if you're uh, looking for serious data with Vodafone, they've got their. Uh, unlimited, I think they call Ultra Plus plan available now. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. A bit of news with Apple, uh, and in particular the App Store and the their let's call it a settlement following a lengthy US court case. Apple came out last week and said they were going to allow developers to have uh, to offer contact outside the App Store. For to their customers, so they could make purchases essentially outside the walls of the app store. This was a big deal, I yeah. think, because this this was a, a class action brought by a group of US developers, separate to the case brought by Epic Games, the creators of Fortnite. So, Fortnite, what Epic did in June 2020 was approach Apple to say, "Look, the, the beef they had with Apple was that." 
all, all this stuff was selling our in-app purchases and you're clipping the ticket for 30%. Can you give us a discount? Give us a deal? Do something? I think they tried then to skirt the rules. They, they went out and then at one point they got kicked off the app store. Yep, yep. And then they've, they've gone to court. And now that court decision is yet to be brought down. In any day now, we're going to hear that decision. But in the yep. meantime, I think last Thursday morning, Apple came out with this announcement that they were now going in, in response to the developers sort of basically saying that, look, Apple has a monopoly yep. and the, the amount of money they're charging for in-app purchases. So basically this is Apple's way of saying, look, you know what? If you want to do business outside the App Store, you can. You're not going to enjoy the safety and the convenience of the App Store, but if you want to do it, you can. And and critically, you mentioned the, the court case with Epic. Um, this this came about because all these little developers, <clears throat> call them hundreds, call them two, doesn't matter, um, were kind of part of that. And the judge went, hang on a minute, you're all going to be together. Epic went, no, nah, we're, we're going to fight our own fight. And the rest of them went class action. So it's the same judge for this little uh, well, big class action for the little developers as it is for the Epic case, which is fascinating because that judge is allowing this settlement, that they're, they're allowing this yeah. to go through. So if this judge, I think it's a woman, if she thinks this is acceptable, then is this what we should expect Epic to need to agree to, yeah. right? that's now, what I'm asking. Now, I'm I want to be clear. Yeah. I, I thought it was amazing at first, but then I went, hang on a minute. Actually, <laughs> Apple's got away with something here. This is, this is solid. All it is, it's a change in the terms and conditions that essentially says you can communicate with your customers, with your app users, via uh, means email. that they opt into, um, that you can't, you can't just automatically do it. So email and text, essentially. Yep. Um, but it doesn't mean that when you're, you know, like you're in an app or you're in a game, let's say, best, best solution, and you want to buy the 1,000 coins for fourteen ninety five. Yeah. Um, it doesn't come up with a message saying, do you want to buy it here or do you want to go to the website? No. no. In the app, in the game, it still just says, click here, Apple Pay, boom, done. And yeah. dusted 30% so in the moment, Apple. you're going to buy it there. Yeah. But what that company, if they are able to harvest your email, if they're able to get from you uh, permission to send yeah. you emails, they can send you emails, say, listen, Trev, you know what? If you want 1,000 coins, buddy, 10 bucks. It's yeah. 15 bucks in the app. It's 10 bucks if you just go to our website. And so that's what they'll do that's to encourage. Whole, yeah, but I was my, going to ask that. They'll definitely be offering a discount of some kind to get because to entice customers. It'll, it'll at least be 20%, but it could yeah. could well be the full 30%. Yeah. But the thing is, think about email marketing, Stephen. And you know this as well as I do. Yeah. You can have a database of 100,000 people, but you're only getting you know 20% of them to open the bloody thing and you yeah. know a small percentage of them action it. You know, actually getting that to happen yeah. is, is a real tough, yeah. it's a really tough slog, right? Yes. I would argue that the reason this is a win for Apple on reflection now, you know, almost a week later, is because the average Joe doesn't give a rat's who's clipping the ticket. Exactly. They just want the right. coins. And I was just thinking what you said before, will they offer them a 30% discount? Well, if, if that's, why bother then communicating outside the store? Like it's... Because they'll try and sell them. Instead of buying 1,000 yeah. coins, why don't you buy 10,000 coins and yeah. the price looks better? Yeah, right. Because you're getting them up the chart, basically. They will know that if you – so and the other thing they agreed to, and this is just such a simple thing, but instead of there being 100 price tiers, 199, yeah. 299, there's now going to be 500. So you'll get 149, 199, 249. So there's going to be more price tiers. Yeah. Um, you know, apparently that's good for developers. I actually, honestly, now that I look at it, I go, this is a this is a win for Apple. If Apple gets the same style of verdict in the Fortnite case, it's yeah. a massive win for Apple. And you know what? 
I actually think, in the Fortnite sense, Apple shouldn't have to do anything more than what they've just agreed to. Because with yeah. Fortnite already, you can do that. Like if Jackson said to me, "Can I have a thousand V bucks?" I'd say, "Mate, well, I mean, he doesn't care where he, where he buys them from." But if if yeah. if Fortnite, if you were a, a Fortnite, you know, shareholder, you'd go to the PlayStation and you'd buy them instead of buying them on Apple because yeah. then you're not paying Apple. I don't know. It already exists. But like you said, the customer does the customer care? Where we're, we're, couldn't who, give a rat who's, who's clipping the ticket. What's interesting I found too in this announcement was the uh, talking about search and and I think. Do you remember when they were when Apple was talking about how um, there was a European Union move that might make it possible for app developers to be, operate outside the App Store? Yeah, they were talking about how search, uh, how how in in the search, how some developers try to game the search by um, the, the, because it's based on ratings and 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 certain factors. Yeah, Apple says that search is still going to be the way we want it not the way you want it. I think developers wanted to change it slightly and they said, no, it's still going to be based on objective characteristics, they called it, like download, star ratings, text relevance and user behavior signals. So that agreement is going to be in place for the next three years. They're going to keep that in place as well. The other one that happened literally, I think just this morning, was Apple reaching a settlement with a Japanese regulator like ACCC to allow developers of what they call reader apps to link to their own websites for users to manage their accounts. So think here about, well, I mean, Tech Guide, EFTM. If yeah. we had accounts, um, the subscriber-style payments, um, instead of having to use force through Apple Pay, we could direct people to the website to, you know, update yeah. their payment details and stuff like that. You know, I think, again, Apple's dealing with the, with the, with the 99% here. 99% of developers, but it's probably 2, two or 10% of the money. The big money's yeah. coming through those one percent of developers, right? So Absolutely. I think Apple Apple's a with the winner here. I think it's they also is did they also and this is a drop in the bucket for Apple, a hundred million dollar fund to assist small developers. So and you that, know, some some people wrote this in 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 the sense that it was a hundred million dollar settlement. Yeah. Like Apple putting a hundred million into an account is like yeah. me going, Stephen, let's put a hundred dollars in a drinks yeah. fund. Do you know here's what I mean? A, here's, a, here's a twill. A twill yeah. twill. <laughs> right? So, and, and by the way, it's not cash. It's not like developers getting cash settlement. Yeah. It's it's a development fund. It's a it's a fund for, for the 99% yeah. of developers. For the battlers that are doing it tough during COVID, it's this little fund to keep them afloat. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good. It's, it's a win for the small developers. But yeah. I don't but think... Apple's the big winner too, though, I think. I don't think this looks good for Epic. Right. I reckon Epic... Won't they get what they want in the end? They'll get what they want. No, because what Epic want is for you on your iPhone to be able to go, yeah. oh, here's my credit card details within uh, the app. Nah. Epic wants people to be able to go right here and now, click a button, and it works. But isn't it a case where you mentioned before, say you're playing Fortnite, you can play it on multiple devices, so you go buy your V-Bucks on another device, yep. and they can be used while during your play on an That's iOS right. device. Yeah. Right. yeah, but see, the thing is, and this is why I defend Apple on this case, Fortnite knows, and they'd have the data, right? Let's say they had 100 million users, yeah. and let's say 50 million of them were iOS only. Yeah. So they know there's this bulk of, of people yeah. that they can't, and I'm making these numbers up, but there'd yeah. be a bulk of people who simply don't have, they don't have the ability to get away with uh, skirting around the 30%, right? Yeah. And that's what they want to do. Apple's like, dude, those 50 million customers or however many it is, they only exist because we created this ecosystem. So yeah, stick it up true. your bum. That's true. No, you're right. That is, uh, 
that's fair. Like if 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 Apple built the stadium, the the players the players who play in the stadium can't be calling all the shots. No, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, so it's been a fascinating week for Apple, I think, uh, in legal terms. Um, I think it will be probably a week or two more and we'll hear more from the epic decision uh, and we'll see how that pans out for Apple. So you can read more about those decisions at EFTM.com and techguide.com.au. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech, proudly brought to you by our good friends at Arlo. And Arlo, of course, make great range of indoor and outdoor cameras and wireless doorbells. But they have also have compatibility with all the major smart home platforms. So whether you're at Amazon Alexa, Apple HomeKit, Google Home Assistant, IFTTT, that's If This Then That, Samsung smart things. All of those systems now are compatible with Arlo. So whatever ecosystem you choose and whatever Arlo product you choose, you can now see see your feeds through their, their related devices, get your notifications on the Arlo app or even on those other apps that are related to those ecosystems as well. So it really gives the customers that the, they don't really need to choose one ecosystem over the other because it does work across all of them. Like on Amazon Alexa, for example, you can initiate a two-way talk through a compatible Echo and Fire TV devices to Arlo security cameras. On Apple HomeKit, you can easily and securely view live streams from compatible Arlo cameras via the Home app or by asking Siri on the iPhone, iPad, Mac, Apple Watch, and Apple TV. Google Assistant Users can enjoy seamless integration with Google using AppFlip to link Arlo and Google accounts faster. And if this, then that allows you to uh, allow other smart devices in the home to pair and interact the way that the customer wants. And even with Samsung smart things, you can receive motion and audio alerts and live video streams from an Arlo camera or video doorbell on compatible TVs and tablets, phones, even on my refrigerator. I can look at my Arlo feed. Absolutely. that is the that is the compatibility across the board, whether it's an indoor camera, outdoor camera, or the video doorbell through Arlo. If you want to find out more, visit Arlo.com. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Now we had the controversy uh, earlier in the year when Apple launched the Air Tags. Uh, Officeworks gave them the big middle finger and said, "We're not selling those things; they're dangerous." And without any, are they in- still out there? By the way, are they still not being sold in Officeworks? Not that I'm aware of. No, yeah. I would have thought someone would have uh, noticed that. But you know what? Okay. I think Apple's doing very well selling them at bloody Apple stores. They're doing no, very well. They're yeah, doing they are. very well. <laughs> but you know, the ACCC uh, said they were kind of looking at it, but it made no no actual yeah. assertion. But they did. They they put out this crazy statement about them, um, yeah. acknowledging that they were updating their packaging. And well in advance of the packaging requirements. So Apple's done everything right here with yeah. button batteries. They call them coin batteries, button batteries. They're an integ. We can't get rid of them. They exist in society because we have these cool small bits of technology. But the risk is uh, more than one child a day in Australia goes to hospital because they swallowed a button battery. Oh. Three kids since 2014 have died after consuming oh, button batteries. And that's yeah. horrible, right? So... And it's, got, not because they, it's not them choking on the battery, is it? It has no, a, sometimes has a chemical reaction. It's a lithium battery sitting in their stomach yeah. that's, you know, causing a disgraceful, you know, essentially yeah. eating away at their innards. So what's funny, Stephen, is I, I needed to buy a bunch of button batteries for all my light, my bricks Lego, right? So yeah. I'm on Amazon. I just buy a heap, right? So I've got them yeah. all. They arrive. And then like a week later, this simple little Australia Post package arrived with some Duracell batteries. And I went, 
I don't remember ordering these. I don't know what they are. And very weird. So I put them aside. And then I got an email from my guy going, did you get the button batteries I sent you? And I went, yes. It was Duracell because they have released these button batteries that have on the coat, on the on the packaging, as a picture of a little baby, and it says bitter coating on battery. Oh. Now, what it is, is a, it's a thing called Bitrex, which is the most bitter substance known to man. Completely non-toxic. A bunch of, you know, um, medical or doctor engineers came up with this solution <laughs> by accident, by the way. Yeah. And they went, this is bloody horrible. But oh. it was just completely natural ingredients and things. Just tasted horrible, right? Yep. And so the batteries are coated in that. Oh. And I thought, well, how am I going to... They still work okay, of course. But So I licked one. Oh, no. It was bloody and horrible. You liked it. <laughs> it was bloody horrible. And then I got Harry and Vivi to lick a battery as well. Oh. What a parent. You know, I said, don't <laughs> tell your bloody mother this won't go down well. But look, my kids are 9 and 10 or about to be 10 and 11. Um, they're old enough now not to be consuming button ba- batteries by accident. Yeah. The yeah. idea here is you think of a one, two, three, or four-year-old toddler, right? Yep. And they're not going to eat the package because the packages are excellent these days. Duracell Energizer. So hard to open. Even Bloody hard, hard to hard open, hard. right? They're double um, sealed yeah. in there. But if you, let's say you're a parent who didn't think about this and you put them in a drawer ready to be used somewhere, or you put yep. one that's come out of a dice in a, in a drawer. Mate, that little kid picks one up. They put it in their mouth. If they do that, they're going to spit it out because it's disgusting. Okay, now, it's no guarantee. Good. No guarantee yeah. it's going to happen. But it's but likely to happen. It's yeah. a likelihood. Now, what's fascinating is I did a little video about this, and I had a lot of people say to me, same as Nintendo Switch games. Ooh. I did not know yeah. that. A Nintendo Switch game is really small. I've still got yeah. your Switch, by the way. Still yeah, you do still. Yeah, I was going to um, remind you about that. That's okay. No, it's sitting there in full yeah, well, view, ready for you to come back one day. Yeah. If you need it, I'll send it you, back to you. You mate. knew the lockdown was coming. You thought, oh, I'll be able to hang on his Switch. Great. I don't have a charger for it. I don't have games uh, for it. Well, that's right. I didn't like, give you the charger. You used to show it, didn't you, on a segment. But you know yeah. what this reminds me of? Do you remember when – did you know anyone who used to bite their nails? Remember that? Yep. Uh, mate, and Jack, used to, Harry and there was stuff. There was stuff you can paint that's on your fingernails. That's probably the same. Yeah, and then you taste it. You go, Ugh. So you, you stop yeah. biting your own fingernails. Is that the same stuff? I think it's probably a similar stuff It's if it's Related. not exactly the same. But here's the funny thing, right? Look, the ACCC – in all their efforts are doing wonderful things. But I do think that their their new legislation, which creates this tiny little warning logo on the batteries and on the packaging, is completely useless. Like, what the hell is a is a warning label gonna do for a toddler? Nothing. Yeah, who can't the read, ACCC yeah. should be mandating Bitrex. They should be mandating this on everything. Oh, yeah. I'm sure others will follow suit. I would like to think Energizer would do the same. But well done to Duracell. It's on their 2032s, 2016s, and 2025s. Yep. I've got I got another question. Yep. So you need button batteries for the Light My Bricks. Is that right? Um, some of them. So there's, there's they all come different with packs. It? No. Yeah. No. So there's some I'm about that. I'm um, to do that on my Star Destroyer. I'll, I'll finish the Star Destroyer. I've got to do the lights now. So my, um, my Harley Davidson has a USB. It's just a cable. Yeah. And so I just plug it into a battery, okay. like a portable battery. But you, what you could do with the Star Destroyer up on the – the, the, the shelf. Yeah. Um, have a look at the light my okay, bricks. It's power. probably USB. You can okay. just you could put a smart switch there. Yeah. You can get like a laser or a D-Link smart switch, and you could then automate it with your Alexa and everything. The way you do the whole cabinet. Giddy up. Boom! I'm here for you, mate. Light up this. I'll say Alexa. Light up the Star Destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest smart command ever. <laughs>
<laughs> on that's my command. Happen. That's what's going to happen. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's a really cool thing. That's they're good. they're coming in now. You'll know that you'll know you're getting them. And I think they're going to be at IGA and Coles. Top of the packaging says bitter coating on battery. What are they worth? Board. I don't know. Ten bucks. What are they? you know? Batteries are, are expensive. They're not certainly not cheap, mate. They last a while, though. They they last like a year, and don't they? Yeah. yeah. Device it depends on the device, obviously. But most of yeah. those kind of devices are quite long term things. Yeah. I must remember, you know, when we get back to playing golf again, you know, my my cart, you know, I, it could goes yeah, by itself. Yeah. My controller has a button battery. I, I must remember to carry a spare with me in case. Imagine the controller carts it in the middle of the course, then and the thing just keeps going. Yeah, maybe <laughs> has it got a fail safe if it loses contact oh, with no, the it controller? Does, it does, yeah, it does. But you know, you don't want to be dead with a dead controller in the middle of the on the oh, you wouldn't want to have hole. to actually carry your bag or, or pull the cart yeah, yeah. you, you can do it there's a, there's a hand on there's a button on the hand i'll let you do it i oh, guess but, will you yeah. be okay with that i should be fine but i think yeah i'll still carry a spare battery just yeah just in case yeah, all right you can uh, have a look at the button batteries and uh read the details at eftm.com this is two blokes talking tech now trevor are you excited about windows 11 pumped I don't know whether you're being sarcastic or not. I'll, I'll, I'll assume you're not. Okay. Oh, no, no, I am. I'm, I'm looking forward to October it. October 5, baby. Circle that in your calendar. I'm not that excited. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the official date. Uh, Windows 11 will be available from October 5. It's a free upgrade, by the way. Free upgrade if you're a Windows 10 user. Yep. Uh, and, of course, we pre-installed on a whole bunch of laptops that go on sale on October Haven't those emails well. come thick and fast in the last Have they ever? Days. Yeah, there was some embargo, an OEM embargo lifted and then the floodgates opened. So you got Acer, Asus, D- Dell, your mate's Dell, uh, HBook, and Lenovo. So they are going to have Windows 11 pre-installed from October 5. Uh, but also, too, I think the biggest part of this story, though, is that say you've already got a Windows PC. Yep. Will Windows 11 work? They're going to release uh, a new uh, a PC Health Check app, yep. to, so you can like a like a diagnostic for your laptop. You can already get it. Tell you, okay, you can. It'll, it'll yep. tell you whether your PC can run Windows 11. Now, there's a few things that your your computer needs to have. Yep, it has to have at least four gig of RAM. Yep, more than 64 gigabytes of available storage. DirectX 12 compatible graphics, yep. a display that's nine inches or larger with at least 720p resolution, right. secure boot capability, and TPM, which is, uh, I think that's part of the secure boot, boot capability, yes. that's trusted platform module. So, so the, the big one for me is um, it's, it's about the generation of Intel Core processor for most people running Intel Core processors. Like if yeah. you've got a... Um, I think it's oh, 8th gen and, and later. Core, okay. core what are we Intel up to now? Eleven. So that, that's yeah. a lot of computers. Yeah. yeah. I, think it's, I think it's a solid – I think it's one of those moments when you have this debate with buddy Apple and everyone when they upgrade an OS, someone has to drop off the tail end, you know? Yeah. The iPhone 6S, I think, is still supported by 14. I think that's going to disappear with 15, right? I mean, it's had a good run. You've got to admit yeah. that you've got a five- or six-year-old something. Yeah. yeah. Like let's Pretty let's good. allow them to because because the the reason for that is and and I think it's clear with this Windows is there's security functions and features that they have to be tied to certain pieces of hardware and certain pieces of architecture. Without those things, the whole fundamentals of the operating system disappears. So yeah, yeah they've got to draw a line in the sand. And security, Windows ten yeah. and is performance still too. Windows performance ten is still great. It's not disappearing. There's still be yeah. updates. Yep. So 
draw a line in the stand. I'm confident that my beast at, at the office that I built is definitely going to be okay because it was two it years ago. Imagine if that wasn't. Imagine if they said, oh, sorry, you can't do it. Mate, I'm going to run the compatibility checker because I don't know, the BIOS, you know, I built that from scratch with different components. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it'll be fascinating. But yeah, it's going to be, well, for those who haven't heard about Windows 11 yet, it does have a slightly redesign in terms of design and uh, I think the start menu is now going to be in the middle rather than on the bottom left-hand corner. Uh, there's going to be widgets and all these other new features, as well as, of course, access to a whole new Microsoft store. So a new design, make it easy to discover your favorite apps. There's also going to be uh, updated games, Game Center as well with um, with the Windows 11. So the game, what do they call it? The Game Pass, sorry. Mm-hmm. Game Pass for PC is, is also going to be upgraded. I, yeah. I, I like is I've seen a lot of insider stuff from people that are using it. I believe that finally... Some of those simple things like control panel or some of the menus that have existed seriously since Windows 95 yeah. have finally been actually recoded. And that's essentially what it it's is. So it's like, simpler. Is that what you're saying? It's, it's a little like, bit You know simpler. what? Not just simpler, but just looks better. Like some of the yeah. menus on Windows look the same as when they did in bloody Windows yeah, 95. Yeah. No, so, yeah. you know, can we just recode that, please? Yeah. It but, looks, it does look, some of them look aged. It looks, it looks dated. Yeah, so the interface like that would never happen with like on Apple always you know, update their fonts and everything. All everything changes yeah. over time. I, I I believe that's one of the fundamentals that is hopefully yeah. across the whole. Speaking thing. of Apple, I've got a little story to tell you, mate. Yeah, my M1 MacBook Pro yeah died. Oh no! I was running an update and um, just a normal Mac uh, a Mac OS Big Sur update. Uh, ran the update, went out. Came back, update still going. I'm thinking, what's happening here? Just still was like stuck. And I tried to start it up in safe mode, tried to get recovery mode, tried to reinstall the OS, nothing. Yep. Called in the big guns, called it support, Was had a guy on the on, call back a few times, okay, try this, disk first aid, this, 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 and this. Turned out I had to re- erase everything and start again. So this is just my daily driver that I just write my stories on. It's nothing, not like my photo library is anything on it, but it's, you know, just a hassle I had to, with the M1 Mac. And there's all, all new recovery modes too with the M1. There's a whole new way of different, isn't things. it? Yeah. So I, it was a, I, had, I learned a few things with this one, but I had to reinstall the software. It's like I've got a brand new computer now. I've got to set it up like new. Wow. Start again. These things happen to even the best of us. I said, they, well, I said, that's it. I'm going to Windows 11. See you later. <laughs> and they went, yeah. I didn't it. say that. No, I didn't. Mate, there's no way they'd even believe that for a second. If you said <laughs> no, but I'm keen. I've got, I've got a couple of laptops I'm going to be reviewing that are going to have um, the Windows 11 pre-installed. So I'm going to, uh, I think Lenovo and Dell and, and who else? Uh, Asus are going to do some stuff. You're going to cross this, so. back to the dark side for a little while. Well, I've, I've got a, I use a Surface laptop as well. I, I do a lot of my Astro stuff with Surface because all most of like 90% of the programs for astrophotography are all PC only. Yeah, right. So it's kind of, uh, you know, I had no choice in the matter. What sort of programs do you need for Astro? Oh, yeah, stuff like, you know, just to stack your images. Like there's new, say like when I, whenever I take a photo that I share on Facebook or whatever, that's a photo of, that's like 50 photos stacked together. So there's all this stacking software, processing software, um, actual guiding software, things like that. It's all, all 90% is PC based. And um, I'm getting into also now um, mono photography with filters. That's the next step in my Astro journey, mate. I was, I, was, I was taking one shot color pictures, right? So exposures. 
but now you can take shots in black and white with a filter so that I'll, I'll go, I can do RGB separately. And apparently the images when they're stacked look way better when you do it that way. It just takes longer. So it's in a whole nother rabbit hole I've just uh, dived into. Oh, hey, mono time. photography, mono, but with a, I've got a filter wheel, so the, the, it'll take say fifty photos with uh, R, the R filter. Then it'll click over to G, <coughs> yeah. GB, and then it'll and go the filter that. changes. Yeah, so there's, I've got a filter wheel, so it changes after my fifty exposures. It'll it'll wheel around to the next filter, then take shots with that. So it could take like four hours of or six hours of data collection, but then that's why you need those programs like Pick Insight and all these stackers, Astro Stacker. To stack the images. Six hours then, of data collection, and then how many hours of stacking? Well, no, that takes minutes, but it, it's it's then that that gives you the file that you then chuck into Photoshop to process. Yeah. Oh my dear lord! It's a long, long process. So Windows 11, I'll be keen to see the compatibility of all these programs with Windows 11. To hopefully that'll work. <sighs> Don't ever go for. I'm not going photography with you. I'll be falling asleep. <laughs> I, I need to bring a swag. If we go yeah. out bush again. I'm I'm bringing a swag while you're sitting there for six hours taking photos. Yeah, but we go bush. This you, the Astro experience will be a hundred times better than last year. I was only still just sort of in in. We're also going to need a right? semi trailer to bring all the gear. Yeah. Now, oh no, I've got a like a no no bigger than what I had last year. I could I could get out there with enough stuff to produce a good result for you. Okay. Wow, there it is, folks. Astro photography, just uh, another example of how <laughs> Stephen's doing very well. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear. If you need home Wi-Fi, and we all do, you need the best, and that's Netgear. The uh, Orbi Wi-Fi 6 range, the Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 range. The key there is the Wi-Fi 6, so you're keeping yourself future-proof for uh, current and future Wi-Fi 6 compatible devices. Wi-Fi 6 is a more efficient Wi-Fi network. It um, has more bandwidth, more throughput, and basically allows your devices to communicate better with the network and the outside world. But a Wi-Fi 6 network will also mean that you've got the reliability and the coverage for all the devices in your home because it's backwards compatible. So if you have something like an Orbi Wi-Fi 6, you can have all your smart home devices, smart TVs, and your desktop, desktop, tablets, computers, everything can be connected. And with a mesh system like the Orbi, you've got full speed internet throughout every part of your home. And that's what everyone wants. We get the calls all the time. How's my Wi-Fi not working? Orbi is nearly <laughs> always the solution. You can check them out. Get all the details at netgear.com.au. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. I was a bit blown away this week, Stephen. Um, yeah. I've always been a fan of the Jabra headphones, the you know, the Elite yeah, 75, 65, yeah. 85. They've had some good headphones Do over you know the last few years. who loves the Jabras too? My wife. Oh, okay, Stig. Joe. Joe's a big Jabra fan. Right, so Stig she goes takes running. Off when I get him, she goes, "That's me, that's me." Right. Yeah. Well, so the thing is, they've announced uh, several new products this week: the Jabra Elite Three, the Jabra Elite Seven, and the Jabra Elite Seven Active. Now, with the Sevens, this is quite of a big deal. They're, these are their high-end technology. They've got these bone-conducting microphones, so that if the if the headphones detect too much wind coming through the traditional microphones, they'll switch to bone conduction for your microphone, which is just Phenomenal yeah, to think it could amazing. intelligently yeah. switch like that, right? Yeah. Um, it's their best technology. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. But what's fascinating to me is I've got the Jabra Elite 3s. Now, I've been using these for a week or so, 
And I thought, oh, these are good. And I thought the naming's interesting. They've gone from, you know, 75, 85 just to go three. Oh, that's interesting. Well, yeah. I wonder why they did that. So these are the $119 ones. Well, you've buried the lead there. You've spoiled it. <laughs> um, basically, I'm wearing these things, listening to them going, these are amazing. Like, these are great. They're very light. They fit really easily. They're small. Like, they tick so many boxes. Yep. And then the press release came out today. Like, I didn't have this information while I'm using them. Yep. And I had to email back and go, I'm sorry, the ones that I've got yeah. are $119? You know what? I mistook it. I thought that was a type. I, I just looked at that price and in my brain says, oh, it must be 199 Yeah. I, I, and I didn't know I'd made a mistake. It was actually 119 I read it. I read it wrong. My brain was thinking, no, well, that, a, pro, a product of that should be about 199 Yeah. Like, they, yeah. okay, so they're not, again, they're not all the, 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 the be-all and end-all, but they're not active noise cancelling, for example, but they do have a hear-through function, like you're a transparency mode. In yeah. the app, they have EQ settings that are easy to manipulate. Um. At $119. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think that that's really going to put the heat on. Like I reviewed the CX True Wireless, the Sennheiser. Yes. They're 200 They're good. But but those the CX, others, right, yeah. I, I, I put that up this week as well. They were 300 last year. Yeah. 400 so PTs. But they're not active noise cancelling, though. Yeah. No, but the uh, last year's, the Still 400s were, were, were yeah. the same, essentially the same product. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of the momentum. Yeah, I think, and what's the other brand that had a, a more affordable one as well? well JBL really? has got a huge range. Yeah, JBL as well. But I think yeah, we're going to see price war. Yeah, well, they, they've become a commodity now. Eh? Everyone, everyone's got a pair. They, they, and people, how many people have you seen wearing cables now? It's well, wired headsets. It's rare, no, but it not. still exists, mate. I saw a bloke today. We were out walking this morning, and I saw a bloke run past, and I'm thinking, you're running, and you have, have you got cables? What are you doing? Yeah. Well, you know what? Now, now they they don't come with your phone anymore. Yeah, that's the thing. Like uh, the 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 Samsungs we're reviewing, there's nothing comes with that now. Not even a charging brick. I think you already no. get a cable with it. Yeah, and and that well, obviously, iPhone won't doesn't come with a brick or the earphones anymore. So yeah. it's kind of do your best time. But and, and this but, is the market now for these at hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, these have to be the best value headphones I've ever come across. Yeah, I kid right. you not, mate. Oh, I kid you not. Like, okay. I'm sure that if you sit them side by side and listen to $400 headphones, you'll go, yeah, I see the difference. Yeah. But for $119 to go, okay, sound is amazing. App controls, excellent. You know, they don't have wireless charging in the case. They have a seven-hour battery life, 20, yeah. another 20-odd in the case, so USB-C charging. Yeah, right. Mate. But you, you know what? I, I don't know about you, but I've been asked so often now, people asking about earphones and always asking, like dead set, seven out of ten would be asking about what's the call quality like. Yeah. How yeah. do they sound on a phone call? Yeah, and I think that's where the, the Elite Sevens are going to come in. Yeah, so the Elite Seven Pro with this new multi-sensor voice, that's that's I think they're responding to the market because you think yeah. about how often now we're on calls <clears throat> and people want to be have, listening with their earphones. Yeah, and that's I think we're really starting to get to that thing. point. Yeah. Do you remember Sony had those things maybe four years ago that were meant to be worn all day? That was these, this yeah. thing that went behind your ear and it was this kind of personal assistant. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. You know, it was before. Was it, it Sony? Was that, yeah. Are you sure that was Sony? Sony had them, definitely, because I've, I've right. still got them. The I thought they were Jabra. I thought Jabra had a pair like that. Yeah, it was like a, like a halo or something was called. What was it called? I don't know. But yeah, it was like a band. It went around the back of your neck and to each oh, other. These earphones. were just Sony. They were just in ear. They were just. Okay. They were, they, they, it would look like a hearing aid, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but we're almost at the point 
where I think it's it's nearly becoming acceptable to actually just wear headphones a lot of the time. It happens yeah. a lot in America, I'll be honest. But I remember, and I go back to, you know, when I was at SBS and Pete from Plantronics would come and show me the latest headphones. And we'd always talk about how people look like wankers wearing the things, right? Bluetooth <laughs> and you didn't, you've never liked the AirPods like that. You've always been but against I'm, that. I'm talking back in the day, Bluetooth headsets, right? Ah, uh, yeah. I th- all right. So Any, people make Anyone wearing those there. on the street, you look like a wanker. Yeah. But I, in and the I US, would, notice in the US, though, you do that a lot. I, I would I always was, say to him, in yeah. the US, it seems Everyone socially acceptable, yeah. but not here. So what are you saying? You look like a wanker wearing the Bluetooth headset. I think if you're not out walking or sitting at your desk, I think it's weird yeah. to be wearing headphones. But I think, I believe we're getting to a, a, a tipping point where because they don't like stand out as much, like walking around with AirPods in, I still think you look like a wanker walking around a house <laughs> talking or an office talking on, on AirPods, right? Just hold the phone up to your ear. But that's kind of replaced. Remember how there used to be that, that what you were talking about, the dedicated Bluetooth yeah. earpiece for your phone calls? I still get the odd email saying, look, I want a good Bluetooth thing for making phone calls. I said, mate, we'll get a good pair of earphones. No, earphones I still say get the Plantronics Voyager 5200. It's the best thing you'll ever buy. Yeah, but for, for if you just want to make him receive your calls and have good music quality, you're not going to have your Plantronics though, are you? No, but if, if you're doing this for phone calls, then get oh, the yeah, Plantronics, right? No, but the, the, the questions were to me, I want something that I can hear my music, but then when I get totally. a call. I think yeah. that when you see these Elite 3s, because they're not tiny, but they're very, very, they've got a very good small form factor. These are the kind of thing I can, I can see myself having one ear in. I'm getting to the point where I think we're, we're close to, to one ear in being acceptable. Is that right? That's yeah. what the cool kids do, mate. Cool kids do that. One ear in. Is that yeah. you one of the cool kids? Do? I think my wife would utterly hate it. She would be like, get that thing out of your ear. I'm trying to talk to you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to ignore you. I can hear. Did you say? Did you say there's ambient mode or whatever they call the pass? Have they got the? No, I'd the be wear? like, I'd be like, listen, if I knew you were going to talk to me, I'd put two in. <laughs> oh come on, mate! Imagine that. Imagine you saying that to her. Well, obviously, I'd only say that like if I knew you know, that I had sick. a hotel room to go to. <laughs> yeah, you'll be able to use the pull-out couch in your office. To... Yeah, I really yeah. should get pull-out couch. You no. have a pull-out couch in your no, office. I really should get bedding for that though. <laughs> yeah, really. Have you spent a couple of nights there, right? No, you know, I haven't actually. Yeah. No. Okay. No. no, I'm doing very well. Um, <laughs> anyway, the Jabra Elite 3s, uh, you can read my review at EFTM.com, and the full range of Jabra products will be out over the next couple of months, and we'll bring you those as they hit the stores. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. I know you're a cars guy, mate. You love your cars. Yeah. Did you see this story about Cars 24, this new service, online service? Were well, these for... the people that offered someone for an interview? Uh, yes. Right. They, 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 yeah, they said, look, would you like to have them on as a guest on Two Blokes Talking Tech? And I replied, uh, you've obviously never heard 500 episodes of Two Blokes Who Are Talking Tech because we've never had one <laughs> single guest on here. I said that politely, though. Uh, but I still wrote the story on Tech Guide about Cars 24. This is a service... And this is my headline that makes buying a used car as easy as any other online purchase. Now, what sets this apart is the fact that Cars 24, they're not selling on someone's behalf. They own the cars. So they own the vehicle. Right. And they allow you then to search by brand, by price, by the style of car. uh, And they offer each car has a 300-point inspection. So each car has to pass uh, a 300-point inspection. And each car also comes with a six-month warranty and 
seven-day test drive, 100% money-back guarantee. They're so a car dealer. Shopping, shopping, well, it's an online car dealer. So imagine you can view, like they have 360-degree uh, images of the car, so you can look all around the car, inside the car. So it's like a virtual car yard. So rather than you having to go work out a time to take it for a test drive, look inside it, haggle on the price, this takes all of that away. And they're saying that on average, the cars are offered at slightly below market price because they I think they've probably got some bulk deals happening here. So they must access, they must get their cars from not just from individuals, they must get them from, from car wholesalers. Yeah. But um, the more than a thousand cars on the site right now from more than 200 mainstream models, which, and the average car on there is five years old, 70,000 Ks and a price of 25 K. So that's, that's average. So it'd be obviously cheaper, more expensive than that. But I think for someone to have the courage to buy a used car online, they'd want to have that assurance, that peace of mind that if this thing they don't like to drive, that they can get their money back in seven days. So, I mean, it's it's a very well-constructed and designed website because it gives you great information about the car. Um, you know, it's very easy to see. It actually gives you great information about the typical asking price at a dealer, for example, as well, <clears throat> based on things like the yep. Blue Book. Um, as you say, it, it you know, there's a bunch of great photos that you can click into and view as well. Um, I reckon I, they make money too. They, they also offer financing. So if you've got financing yeah, approval, you can, they, they clip the ticket there too, I reckon. Yeah, you, it's it's um, it's all about, you know, $106 a week or whatever it is, you know, yeah. and, and that's all there. So you can just do it all on the go. So they're probably – I mean, let's be honest, that's how car dealers make money too. I mean, it's car yeah. dealers make money through finance, less, less about actual cars. But Absolutely. the other thing is, remember, and you mentioned this, but, you know, they deliver it to your house. Yeah. So – you, know. you you click it online. It's like it's like of of it's the equivalent of buying something on Amazon. You buy it online, and it's and it's delivered to your house. <laughs> so this is things brought to you wherever you wherever you are. It's just I mean I I just I'm trying to understand how it's not just a car dealer, but it, I mean I guess it is it's just a car dealer. They're it's just used car. It's a used car dealer. It's a virtual car dealer. Yeah, but car dealers all, all have their their their, yeah, but it's, their but it's stock all online as well. Online, all online. So you think about a car dealer has to have a yard. They're paying rent on that. They're paying staff. So at the end of the day, the customer pays for that. So with this service, there's no yard. They're just in some warehouse and they drive it to your house when it's sold. Yeah. So I think sort of you you look at the situation we're in right now where stores are doing the click and collect, still doing pretty good trade. So they're realizing that we can still operate without staff, our stuff still selling, delivered to people's doors. Although oh, nothing beats that in-person shopping experience, but this is just another example of one other thing that's gone that way. You know, Doing some solid photo shopping on the cars. Like I'm looking at a car that clearly wasn't photographed in a studio because you can tell all the exterior lighting on it, but you know they've still put it in the studio. It's very, it's right. a lot of effort, a lot of effort. I'll, oh, I'll yeah. tell you that right now. Going well, into every remember, single remember car. Remember when I sold my Merc? Remember that? Remember yeah. I had yeah, that that's service true. called yeah, Car yeah, Chase? Yeah. Yep. Car Chase was a service that I used what now three and a half, nearly four years ago, and they came to my house, took my car, washed it, photographed it, did the ad, did all the test drives, and sold it. All that was the, that was their entire service. Yeah. And it cost like a there was a percentage of the sale price went to them, but 
it was still a great result, great service. I'm not sure whether they're still operating their, their website. I think carchase.com.au is still going. I'm not sure how they're doing right now, but you're going to look them up, are you? Yeah. <laughs> carchase.com.au. Are they still there? Carchase.com. It's not looking good and for them. There should be a logo, like a Tech Guide and 2GB logo. We had them on – I talked about them on 2GB, wrote it up on Tech Guide. Like, oh, I was literally one of their first customers, and they sold my car for me. Look, it hasn't gone well for them, I'll be honest. So it's not up there? It's just a spinning oh, wheel, mate. Yeah. Really? Oh, not, damn. Not... I'll try it as well then. Great <laughs> podcasting, this, isn't it? Yeah. Cars 24, like, I've got website. a Kia Carnival 29. Hang on, the price has changed. When I clicked, started out at 30-something, and now it's 43. So confused. No, no, $43,000 for a 2019 Kia Carnival. Geez, they hold their value. That's a great car. What a car. Yeah, car chase. There we go. How's it oh, no, it's come up now. Yeah, it took a while. Valuation and depreciate data-driven approach, understanding the market value As of the car. featured. They only ever got featured on Tech Boom. See, that's still my logo. Still there. <laughs> they haven't well, been featured anywhere else. Well, I discovered them, mate. I discovered them. So they're, they're still, still rocking along. Good on them. It's a pretty simple website, mate. You, you'll probably be able to see my car still on there. But there's no cars. Okay. Like there's no, they're not selling any here. I don't understand what's happening. Anyway, good, good content. Good content. Really, really. <laughs> but anyway, cars, cars 24. When I first thought this, when they pitched this to me, I thought what, I, I thought they were only up to cars three, not cars 24. <laughs> What are you talking about? Best movie of all time. Best movie better than Star Wars was the quote from Trevor about this movie. But yeah, Cars 24, mate, they're ahead of you here. It's an emotional roller coaster, mate. I cry every time I watch Cars 3. Really? Yeah. You are a big sook, though. That's good. Paul Newman, mate. Oh. Because Paul Newman oh. is the voice of Doc Hudson. Um, it's and Paul Newman, really? Yeah, he died in between Cars 2 and Cars 3. Oh. But they um, they use his like voice and memory. So it's a, it's a uh, mate. I'm a spoiler alert for when we do the show. It's a solid hat tip to to Paul Newman. It's a really nice trip. Really, just subtly in genius, within mate. the storyline. It's mate. Yeah, yeah. It's very well. One done. of the movies we'll be watching, mate. The Color of Money. Tom Cruise and Paul Newman. All right. Oh, no, Directed by good. Martin Scorsese. Genius movie. All right. Very good. All right. Um, if you want to hear about uh, read about Cars Twenty Four, um, Cars Twenty Four, you can go to TechGuide.com.au. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Can someone who's at university or is a scholar of some note yeah. please explain to me the 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 phenomenon that is? Us always getting to around a minute, an hour and five with this show. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, we've done it for 40 minutes our, in, 40 like minutes in, clock. I'm like, yeah. this is going to be the shortest show ever. Yeah. We're just genius. But we don't look at a clock during the show. Let's be very clear. Yeah. We don't clock watch. No. It's just at the end here that I go, oh, oh, wow. How did that happen? Oh, you know, it's funny you should say that because I, and you should probably, you probably could say this about your EFTM podcast. My Tech Guide podcast is the same. I, I look up and it's around yeah. 48 minutes. It's always around did, the same time. I did, the EFTM last week was an hour and a half because I had two interviews and I actually started the show going, look, I had a lot of calls this week and I've got this, I'm just going to put it all in one show because I think it's good content. Yeah. But then this week I went, you know what? It feels like it's going to be a short show. I'm really sorry. And then it was 55 minutes again. Like it's just, yeah. it just worked out. You can't talk, mate. Yeah. Underwater. And talk. <laughs> As can you. <laughs> of course. All right. Well, uh, what we're here for, mate. We're not here for our looks. 
We're here for our voice. Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> not very nice. I said we, not just you. Really need a haircut. Um, yeah. Two blokes talking tech. Thanks to the great people at Netgear and Arlo. And uh, we'd love you to support them the way you support us by listening. And anytime you're looking at home security, look at Arlo. Anytime you're looking at Wi-Fi, look at Netgear. Stephen, episode 502, done and dusted. In the can. Let's, uh, let's do another one next week. Let's do it. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech.